Yeah, 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 I get that, I get that, but is we live, though? Is we, like, all the way live, though? You heard? Yo. Peace to the public. Power to the people. The vulnerable, especially, are powerful. And the most gangster is the All The Way Live podcast. Every week, my brother and I welcome every one of y'all to the All The Way Live podcast. What we do over here is provide you guys with that carefully curated conversation for your cranium. You know what I'm saying? We are passionate about impact. We're passionate about sharing information. And we bring you that over here. And we do that for the sole purpose of being a space of positivity a space of information sharing, a space of art, a space of cool stuff. But overarching all that, man, is a place where people can come into, um, dip into some of this energy, some of this positivity, get them going through the day because we know people are going through it. We know people are uh, have all sorts of uh, mental health issues, which, we, which we're going to be getting into, into the show. Uh, people are suffering from loneliness. People are suffering from all sorts of unpredictable life circumstances here the world over. And because of that, we come to you every week and we give y'all what you want. Big facts. That's the business we are in, right? Giving, serving, and where we serve from, as always, in a big way, actually, today. In a big way, actually, today. South Africa is in the building. Johannesburg is in the building by way of Exeter through my boy's way. Appreciate your presence. Appreciate everything you're bringing to this conversation today, man. Um, South Africa, South Africa, South Africa. And on this side, you already know what's going on. Chicago is in the building. This podcast is recorded on stolen land. This land was cared for by the Potawatomi people. The Council of the Three Fires and the violence done to remove them from this land is inseparable from the violence that we see in this city today, in this country today, and in this world today. So with that acknowledgement of that history and gratitude to be in this space, we lift up love for indigenous people the world over. We lift up love between black and brown people the world over. Now the intro's over. And man, what a show. Hey, bro. You on mute, though. You know what I mean? What a show we have indeed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we keep saying over here at the show, man, we're super passionate about impact work. Uh, we're super passionate about sharing local talent. Um, and one of the things that Maz and I personally do is make sure that we're consistently in our communities, understanding the things that they need and being frontline soldiers towards the change we want to see inside of them. And this week, we got to highlight one of our very own, again, uh, Mandula Foundation. Miles, this week, we did something beautiful as a team. We're able to go into the Kacheong uh, Orphanage, Fountain of Love, uh, set up a digital skills development program for the youth in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Um, Headed up by Mandisa, headed up by Nchilla of the team, headed up by Luvo of the team. Um, everyone together just working um, to, to be able to bring these kids some skills that we think are quite important to them. Um, also, at the same time, we're able to do some pretty cool stuff in handing out uh, a particular gift. But I just wanted to get uh, your take, Mr. Miles Xavier, on some of the work we're able to do this week with the team. I'm glad you asked for my take because I, do, I don't want to, like, the work is at the center of this story, you know, like the the youths that are going to be able to to go forth and and uh, take whatever they learn from the digital skills program forward in their lives. That's who's at the center of the story. But um, I'm always like, it's crazy to me, like, especially the work we do with Mandula, right? Like these images that you're seeing now, shout out to the YouTube audience, right? Uh, of, of us being able to present uh, our first laptop to our, our scholarship awardee so that she can continue her uh, education. That was a beautiful thing for us to be able to do. And I'm, what, like eight hours off of that? Nine hours uh, shifted time zone wise? So I wake up in the middle of the night, bloop, bloop. You know, it's 2 a.m. by the time I'm checking out these pictures and emotional <laughs> at 2 a.m., yeah. yo. Uh, and it's and it's because of, you know, just that little, just one person being able to affect, like, one individual's life with our efforts is 
what we're all about, right? And then we want to scale that. We want to raise it up. But every win means something to us. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I'm tired of missing these. I want to be able to be at part of these presentations. I want to be able to be in some of those pictures. But to be able to have an impact on a place that has given me home and welcomed me, uh, you know, as a as a black man from Chicago is incredible. And and so thank you for giving me the space to to share in that uh, the gratitude and the celebration. Yeah, man, and, and why that's so important, especially today, is because of some of the gratitude that you say that comes behind it and that feeling of being emotional. And it, it really brings so much fulfillment into one's life when you are doing this type of work, you know. And for me, personally speaking, it's an outlet of, of, of it's, a, it's a place where I can help my, my mental health to a large extent. You know, it's a place of peace, a place of um, just allowing yourself to recalibrate and see the issues that you're facing in a whole different type of light, man. So again, uh, we do this on a consistent basis. And like my brother, Miles Xavier has said, we are running a, we're right, and running a tech drive for the students that we work with. So any additional computers, technology products that you might have and are willing to share, please do let us know. All right, all right. Yes, sir. Well said, well said, brother, man. There you go. There you go. And you can already hear it. We're already cooking this week. Oh, like yeah. we always do is introduce and share some of the people that um, contribute to this podcast and some some local arts, some local talent. Miles Xavier, please introduce our brother for us today. Oh, man, your brother and mine, one of my best friends of all time. Uh, this is really a special moment, man. Delante is in the building. That's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It's it's good to have you here. I'm I'm glad we were uh able to connect for your birthday. Shout yeah, out to man. you. Happy birthday Thank again, you. bro. Thank you again, man. Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot, bro. No doubt, no doubt. So not only is Delante one of my best friends of all time, uh, but Delante is also somebody that you know, and it's crazy as we've all grown up, like found his way into doing like some really positive stuff. So uh Delante actually makes mental health bracelets. I'm rocking one right now. Show that one off to the camera. Hold on, let me get that in focus. Shout that's, out. So, that's so cool, Miles. That's so cool. And I wanted to um just touch on some of those bracelets too. Delante, like, bro, these are so dope. And I love the cause behind them with yeah. the fact that they're mental health related. Um, why that particular topic in making these bracelets, bro? Um Yo, um, I don't know. Uh, I I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but like didn't take the right avenue. So you know, I was a college dropout. You know, I went to uh, uh, COD for a while, but then I dropped out. So you know, I haven't been back to college since, since then, and that's really what I'm trying to focus on. That's why I quit the job. You know, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, there's some of my work there. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. This is so dope. Yeah. Super dope, man. Super dope. These are all handmade. Um, uh, yeah, man. This I'm, is incredible. Can you show off some of the ones that you brought? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Throw those in the camera real quick. Yeah. Definitely. And you know why this is so dope, Miles, is that we get to be able to not just talk about the fact that we support um, all sorts of awarenesses when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to mental health and whatnot. There you see our brother D showing those off right there. Um, we get to actually have somebody here that's also working in that field. So thank you for um, making that a priority in your art, man. Yeah, man. Uh, nice. Yeah, you're good, man. But yeah, for sure. I'm going to definitely be, uh, this is, I mean, this is beautiful. Like really like, this is it's giving me vanilla vibes right now with the white and like the tan. Uh, I'm just I'm just grateful to you. You know what I'm saying to have you as a friend and and, and that you're in this space and for all the positivity that you try to bring. Mm-hmm. This whole show is about you know um, a diversity of experience, right? It's about connecting people um, and focusing on the strengths within community, right? We know about the struggles. We talk about and we talk through the struggles. We try to make the world make sense. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about connecting to people. It's about forming community. And so I appreciate you as a super, super valued member of my community, man. Love you, bro. Oh, uh, look at that. Look at that. The All The Way Live podcast, Mr. Miles Xavier. We got a whole show that we got to get into. We got topics that people have asked for us to be able to speak to. We're going to have D in the studio. Tune in. We're going to be able to hear him and see him throughout the podcast, man. So do get comfortable. Um, as always, this is an open conversation. So be sure to jump into the comments 
sir, with your permission. Yep, yep. But hold up. Make sure that you follow Fred DeMar Villa, man. Follow D on Instagram. Hit him up about the bracelets. You know what I'm saying? We making major moves over here in all types of spaces. Art, impact, it's really real. Yo. Kids official sliding on the instrumental Nordic combos, twist your mental like forbidden jitters. My clicks initial. Man, I uh, too frequently feel like this, you know. Like, no, nah, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, look, dude. It's um, it's a it's a sad day in, in South Africa for sure. It's a sad day in South Africa for sure. Um, our very own Ricky Rick, we we lost a we lost a member of a valued member of the hip music, hip hop, art, fashion community. Um, somebody who was very grounded in 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 where he's from, grounded in his community. Um, a pioneer, undoubtedly, in the South African uh, music scene. Um, and it is reported that it is, you know, it is by means of taking his own life, which makes this even more painful. Uh, so we just, you know, it, it, it was a sad one. You, you're right. This is a, this is a painful. One. Yeah, man. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say that I wasn't super up on, on Ricky Rick's music. So, um, it like, it cuts both ways for sure. And it feel it's, it's, it always hurts when you, um, when you find out about somebody and their and their past, right? As a fan of Chicago music, that's a common theme as well. So, um, I, this is also a reminder to me to be better to reach out about you to you uh, to to share with me some of the music that is that's popping off, um, you know, across the globe and especially in South Africa. Uh, from what I hear, this person was not only a, an incredible artist but somebody that lifted up other people. Um, and so something that this podcast always acknowledges is that when a young uh, black man becomes successful, uh, a young black person becomes successful, a lot of people get to eat. You know, a lot of people get to eat off that. And it's always it's always really hard when we lose somebody who, um, you know, not just for the financial reasons, but but was creating opportunities, you know, was creating hope in a community. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is particularly painful on my side because, and this is, you know, opening up now to the larger conversation of the show, which is about mental health, uh, mental healthness and um, taking care of oneself. Right. Um, as you know, my history is there's been a lot of suicide in, in the history, in, in my history. Right. And more recently, my close cousin took his life. Uh, so, this was one of those first instances, I don't know, you know, if any of you have had a similar experience where the news and how it's read is so triggering. And immediately I thought about, man, hearing this story must be so triggering for other people who have also been through it. Just the graphic detail and that they explained um, how they found it. And so it was one of those new engagements with the feeling where it was like, yeah, this is painful and hurt that this person is gone. But it definitely brings me back to and also a very more painful part of uh, something that I'm familiar with. Yeah, man. Um, I'm just as a human in this moment, like I feel for you, I feel for you as my brother, I feel for your family um, and for all the folks that have experienced this, right? Like that's a, the, to lose a loved one is shattering no matter how it happens. Um, but no doubt, right? No doubt. Um, but I think, you know, there are certain questions that people are, that people are left with and people, I, I know, you know, when, when there's been people who've taken their own lives in my circles, there's always a question for me in my head of what could I have done that last interaction? You know what I mean? Could I have hugged them tighter? Could I have held them down harder just in general? Um, but you know, I think this is. This is evidence of, um, and to quote another person we bring up on the show often, uh, Dave Chappelle, right? The the environment of, of entertainment, the environment of being successful as a black person anywhere, 
these are these are not places that weak people get to, right? So this was a very strong person, right? And there there are strong people all over the globe and all types of professions um, that are really, really struggling. And so something I'm glad to see more of is people shouting out and, and reaching out and saying, look out for your strong friends. Look out for your pe- the people that don't talk about their feelings. Try and eliminate that. Try and break down, you know, um, that barrier between having these conversations about how you are, how you really are, you know? Man, and if I can do anything, it just allow ourselves to know that it's okay to be, it's okay to be not okay, man. It's okay to be not okay. And I, and I think we're all walking around with so much weight, you know, the pressures of life, the ebbs and flows of it. Um, Maybe it's medical, maybe it's not, whatever, whatever cards you're dealt with. um, It's like the saying, the, the heaviest thing that you're dealing with is the heaviest thing that you're dealing with. So it's not fair to, to compare people's weights in terms of what you're carrying versus what I'm carrying. That's irrelevant because we all feel that what we're carrying is super heavy, but it's okay to know that I'm not okay, you know, and understanding that. You're, th- you're still thinking rationally, though, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, that's a very mindful way to, you know, keep a steady, steady head. Yeah. Steady. Look at me. <laughs> he said steady head steady head but no you you're right man you're right but yeah man so, and, and and if i can open the, the conversation to to delante a little bit part of the reason why we have you on the show as well if you're comfortable with it and we like to say over here that the vulnerable is super powerful and the most gangster thing you can do is serve and so you know we continuously try and push ourselves and being vulnerable and um sharing out our own story right and i know from uh, your perspective, you definitely have had to go through and deal with the cert, uh, with a few things regarding your mental health. Will you be would you be open to kind of speak on that and what has allowed you to get to a place now uh, where you are trying the trying to be a, the best version of yourself? Um, just waking up every day and knowing that and telling myself everybody makes mistakes, man. You know, you know, you got. You know, uh, I grew up quick, bro. Like, uh, uh, I've been uh, in and out of, I was, oh man, how many years was that? This was probably my, excuse me, I have to my throat. You good. <laughs> my bad. No problem. Uh, let me think. Uh, I've been in and out of rehab, like, three times rehabilitation. So, technically, technically it's like being institutionalized. Uh, what do they call it? What is that song? Institutionalized. Institutionalized. There we go. That's a long word. My. <laughs> but yeah um i've been there a couple times dude um i'm just uh feeling overwhelmed thinking that you know god wasn't there you know but he's always been been there you know um i try to keep my head in the books um got a few bibles i, I like to take my pictures of uh the bracelets on my bible just because it just looks it just you know, I'm also really picky about presentation, um, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, but uh, I think this is this is nice, man. I think this is dope, uh, dope to be here. Yeah, damn, man, that's 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 so deep, man. And you know, I think the the value that you have, not just to the show, but like in your perspective on life, right, is that you've 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 walked through some of those dark places that people can't imagine, right? It just being in rehab, no matter what it is, that's yeah. not an easy place to be in, you know? So that you, you have so much perspective on how deep it can go for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. And I just, you know, I'm always appreciative of your openness. You know what I mean? I, I love that no matter where we go, no matter who we're talking to that, like, just, I know that you have my back and I know that you just have such a good heart, you know what I mean? Um, and I and I just love that you're you're willing to share that with people despite yeah. everything that you've been through, everything that we've been through. Always, you know. If and if you don't, if I if I don't mind, just you know, prying further. What was what was that time in, in in your mind during your your moments in rehab? Like, what are some of the what are some of the thoughts that pulled you out of there? And like, wh- how what is that like going through? That's not something I, I you know I've experienced. Panic attacks. I, I witnessed my first really, really bad panic attack when I was in there. Um, I, w- I think I was just going to go get some water or food or something like that. Um, out of the refrigerator they kept there. And um, 
Some some woman passed out in the hallway, and then um I don't know I was on some medication that uh during the day like I had to take it in the morning which I'm not really used to, uh but the effects of this medication was oh god those panic attacks were awful bro they were scary bro they were real um very real and I just had to you know um but I do do some meditation and um um I learned uh. That uh, if I just like uh, work out in my room, you know, I got enough space. You know, I, I live, I live in a uh, four hundred, uh, three hundred thousand square foot home with my mom. You know, um, I got a, I got my own bedroom, my own car, and stuff like that. So, uh, but uh, I'm getting off subject. Um, <laughs> That's a part of the show. Out, Don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> part of the show. Yeah. But, like you know, the reason why I even asked that, bro, is because there's so many people that have gone through that experience, right? Like those panic attacks that you're talking about, that, that that feeling of how like how real it is, you know, and I can feel it when you're saying it. Um, yeah. And a part of, I think a part of, of, of helping the issue is normalizing that type of conversation. Like is normalizing the fact that like, hey, yo, that's not something that you're going through alone. That's something that a lot of people are going through. And this is how you know when you're going through it. And these are like, these are the thoughts and things that I did to get up out of it, you know? So when you're saying, I put, you know, I'm like the Bible helped me. The Bible helped pull me out, and you know, um, you know, you said exercise and staying active, like all those things, man. That information can save somebody's life for real. Yeah, true. Truth be told, bro. Yo, yeah, man. So thank you for for sharing your experience. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate both of you. You know, you mentioned meditation. Zoya is somebody who I know is really big on meditation, and so uh, I. I I think a big part of whatever all of us are going through is having your community of people that support you, that love you. Um, and so I'm supremely lucky, right, to have two brothers uh, from other mothers uh, that, you know, are part of my support system uh, that take care of me. Uh, so thank y'all for always looking out for me. Uh, and I promise to always continue looking out for y'all, man. Always. Yeah, man. And before we even get a part of uh, of subject too far. There also is another RIP that we need to get to. Unfortunately, um, the UK has lost one of their very own. Somebody was well respected in the UK music scene. Uh, Jamal Edwards tragically passed away this weekend. Um, yeah, it's it's a heavy weekend, man. Health all around, man. Health all around. The mental health side and the and the physical health side. Um, yeah, no, it's real, man. It's, it's tough out here. So my man was 31, um, and, and what's been released is that he passed away from a from a sudden illness. Um, as somebody who basically who doesn't really who doesn't really think about birthdays, I'm basically 30. You know what I mean? I'm I'm right at the door of it. Uh, this is this is scary, and it's also sooner than I. You know, it's it's wild, right? Like you don't. You, you don't start to think about like, especially as a black man, right? It was always going to be something else, right? It's going to be the police. It was going to be gun violence. It was going to be something else. But just think about uh, it being just a health, sudden illness that takes you out at 30, maybe 40, maybe 50, you start thinking about that stuff. But this is a reminder that we all need to think about our health, how we take care of ourselves right now. Not saying that yeah. this was preventable, not saying that this was, you know, anything that he could have, that he could have done, but get get if a lot of us as especially as people of color are system avoidant which means we don't like to go anywhere where they take your name down they take in your intake form we don't like to deal with it right so but you, you gotta know, black people black men hate the hospital is what is happening and then that's not to make light of this situation at all i'm just saying as the black man that hates the hospital gotta get over that gotta get over that hate man gotta get over that hate of the hospital um because people love you man and this was certainly a person that was loved for real uh and a, a super accomplished person right so uh, jamal edwards was a british music entrepreneur a dj and founder of the music platform sbtv he was also an ambassador for the prince's trust a youth charity which helps young people set up their own businesses so wow. there's a theme here fam there's a theme here right now of mental health, of, of physical health, but also of black folks that are doing incredible things. Um, so we got to give these flowers. Uh, we got to just 
understand in the humility of like what this person was able to do by 31. This is this is incredible. Um, that's right. That was <laughs> we got some people chiming in from outside. But uh, yeah, this is an incredible um, soul for sure. Yeah, um, and you know they say you you measure the greatness of a man based on what uh, what people do in the wake of your of your of your death right what do people do in your name um once you have transitioned from this earth and for this man to be so close to our age and have taken such huge strides from um, an impact perspective from a business perspective it's something that is definitely motivating and if at any point you know given an, an untimely demise um my transition galvanizes people to pick up the to pick up what i had left off in terms of how to help people man i think that's the highest honor you can have so rest in power to to jamal edwards for sure yeah man yeah man and it's incredible to see like you know not the impact that this person had um just kind of looking at the things he's spoken out and said the things that he's done to for the the british music industry to bring hip-hop to forefront right and not only hip-hop but like all types of music ed sharon is somebody who's been very vocal um post his passing uh just expressing his pain and also lifting up the accomplishments of uh of jamal edwards right uh he was responsible for like sbtv that platform lifted up ed sharon stormzy dave skepta aj tracy jay huss heady one these are some of the heavy hitters of the grime music industry um, and some amazing people to have in your Spotify or your Apple Music. So go ahead and dive into those as well. Um, so that underlines the contribution that Jamal Edwards made, right? Uh, and he arrived to he arrived at a crucial time, right? His platform was one where these artists, uh, especially in grime, were being had some very heavy restrictions. There's a specific uh, assessment form called Six Nine Six that made sure that a lot of grime artists couldn't get gigs uh around around london and other places in the uk so his platform was like was was breaking through for a lot of these artists and giving them giving them a space so can't say enough about everything that was amazing that this person did for sure for sure and before anything else because we like to share information over here i just would like to put people up on the fact that there are online therapy um apps and services that you can tap into it's no longer an old antiquated system of having to, you know, sit on a, a sit on a on a rinky couch and have somebody prod into your brain. That's not that experience at all. And we've spoken about it over here. What that experience has been for us and how helpful it has been. So, um, BetterHelp is a site like that that people can look into. Talkspace is another site like that that people can look into. And for my BPOC community, you got Ayana Therapy, which is for. Um, uh, black, uh, people of color um, yeah people of color so check that out man please do go speak to somebody about what you're carrying Damn. big facts man appreciate you bringing facts bringing the resources um, that's what we're about talk to us right jump in the comments with how you feel um, what you want to hear us talk about if there's any way that we can be better about bringing resources to y'all if there's any way that we can be better about reaching out to y'all uh yeah man we we, we want to do that this is what it's about where we at with it let's go I get that, I get that, but is we live though? Is we like all the way live though? You heard? Mr. Miles Xavier. Mo bad news, man. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, but like you you're right. It, it has been a pretty heavy week when it comes to information, um, when it comes to the type of news that we're getting in. Just to check on your answer, how's my connection coming through? Uh, you're sounding crispy. You're sounding crispy over there. How am I coming through? A bit weak, a bit weak in the connection, but I'll continue. So part of the most shocking news this week, obviously, has come 
from Ukraine, right, has come from the Russia invading Ukraine uh, this week. As we speak, we're currently four days into the invasion, which is an accurate term of how to be able to encompass it. And it feels like World War Three is happening potentially outside. Yeah. Uh, and also, weirdly, like, we don't know how to react, right? Like, I mean, just it's so strange to see memes about a war kicking off, right? Like, yes, and we're serious, right? We're serious. However, those Chief Keith memes killed me. I know, yeah, and I'm it's such a weird, like, space of like, yeah, we need that levity because, like, it's what else are we gonna do, right? But, like, laugh to keep from crying. But there's a sense of, like, I don't know, yeah, well, how do we. How do we take this seriously? How serious is this? How worried should any of us be? What is the chances of this spilling over to other nations? Dway. <laughs> we need answers. Well, given that I'm three hours away from where they'd consider the fighting place, I am very worried, is how you could put it. <laughs> I am all the way worried about this situation. Um, and it could and I think it's because when COVID hit. We were we did not believe the type of existence that we'd have to endure. If we were in the we were in the airport together February of 2020 when COVID was just cooking up and was about to spill over. And we couldn't, you know, there were there were signs that were telling us to be to be vigilant and whatever the case is, but we couldn't have taken that more lightly. We didn't believe in that existence. But then it happened. And that's exactly what the people of Ukraine have woken up to. And I am no longer in a mindset to believe that those are things that are isolated outside of my universe. Clearly, these types of things can happen. The Ukrainians, 48 hours ago, by most accounts, in Kiev specifically, the main capital city, were living ordinary lives. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, I, I like I like that comparison you made, you know, um, just from the standpoint of how jarring it is, right, to find yourself in a different threat level all of a sudden um why is this happening was this predictable did people was there a build-up to this like i mean there wasn't a there wasn't a couple of weeks right we were seeing it on the news i we didn't talk about it on the show i think honestly subconsciously we were both like we hope this is nothing and (laughs) no way they're gonna do it yeah we hope there's nothing to talk about but there's been a short build-up to this but historically what's the context so the context historically is that Russia and Ukraine have been in a war for a while. And if you, there's no way of being able to describe it without appreciating the, the geography of it. So Russia, Ukraine is stuck perfectly between Russia and between the EU, which is what makes it such a point of contention is, you know, part of it is its positioning. It's Russia's closest, um, Russia's closest neighboring country to the, Euro- the European Union. And so Ukraine was part of the RSSR, the Soviet Union, before it collapsed, you know, 1991. And I do remind you, it's trippy because, you know, I, I spent some years in Kazakhstan. Shout out to the parents for being able to take us out there. But it feels like a Soviet country, bro. Like when you're in places like Kazakhstan, it feels like what you think Russia might look like. Mm. So I, I think and. Man, thank you for laying out the geography to help us kind of understand. So strategically, Ukraine is uh, a point of contention for Russia because if they are in conflict with the other EU countries over anything, that's the ground that stands between them and their and their forces. So they've been very um, particular about the policy uh, and the different changes that can happen internationally that as it pertains to Ukraine, specifically the Crimean Peninsula. Um, and a lot of what we're seeing that is that is unfolding now uh, is a result of Russia annexing the Crimean Peninsula um, after there were large-scale protests um, in, in the Ukraine because some say Russia was pressuring, pressuring that the president at the time to not 
uh, engage in a free trade agreement with the EU, right? Trying to block kind of um, coalition building and collaboration between the EU and Ukraine because it is such a, they, they don't want too much collaboration between the EU and Ukraine. They want a buffer between them. Um, and so when there were protests that erupted about the president that didn't want to form that collaboration with the EU, uh, I, I guess it's, it's, the argument is made that, that <laughs> look at me, try to be careful walking on eggshell, but the argument is made that uh, Russian forces invaded the Crimean Peninsula to kind of secure that area as there was fear that Ukraine might collaborate more with the EU. There you go. There you go. And uh, so back into the context of the, uh, uh, the geo, the geo, the geography context, like the geographical context, like uh, you have explained, right? In terms of the protests that were happening in the Crimean, on the Crimean side, um, the Eastern regions of Densik and Lungst, you know, because we pronounce those things out here. We give y'all information. Now you go quote that at a dinner party and look cool. All the same. <laughs> nah, I commend you, brother. I was dancing around things to have to pronounce. I was like, let me keep it Russia, Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Crimea? <It was> pronounced- <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced oh, no. Ukraina, okay? <laughs> it's not. It's you, it is. Is it? Do you think it's pronounced Ukraine? Bro, you no, think in yeah, Ukraine they idea, say, actually. hey, welcome to Ukraine? Is Do you think that's what they say? Sorry for my white supremacy. Sorry for my white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. white supremacy. It's just um, it's American hubris. Americans go to places, create new words for them, and make them, that, and that's the word for that, like Ukraine. Yeah, but that doesn't come from me as a black person. That comes from the overall American society. And so, oh, sorry, look at me. Talking about the American dream, but this, but but unfortunately, as it as it always does, race has a has a place in this in this story um, and what we're seeing. So we'll get we'll get into that in a bit. But uh, let me kick it back to you to wrap up the context. Yeah, man, uh, and you and you pretty much explained it regarding the eastern. Uh, border of Ukraine with those with the two uh, cities that we had mentioned, the spark off. Uh, so back into those protests, Miles was referring to. That's around 2014. So essentially, we've seen eight years of this happening on that border. There's been many of Vice documentaries that have come out where they have explored it on the east on on the Ukrainian eastern front, where people have been saying, "Ayo, you, it's, you know." Although this is dormant at the moment, at any point in time, this could spill over. That's exactly what happened um, with the two of those eastern um, cities claiming their independence, um, Russia supported, claiming their independence and claiming to be a part of Russia, Russia supporting that and essentially using that population of people to justify the full-blown invasion into the Ukrainian uh, into the Ukrainian main city, which brings us into the, the, the battles that we're seeing today. A friend of mine, uh, a person who I'm in a course with right now, has a friend in Ukraine right now. And he's saying that it, it you know, I, I can only imagine the panic that you would have having a friend whose life is being interrupted by war. He's saying there's shelling that's happening into the city. People are sleeping in subways. Um, they're sleeping in bunkers. Connection is hard because the government has turned off the internet. Information is hard to get to. So, man, I can't, I, you know, I can only imagine what people are going through uh, that are being affected by this. Yeah, and the number of people affected by this is international, right? Uh, I was at a conference this past three days uh, in San Diego, which is a beautiful thing to get a little bit of sunshine when you're in Chicago for the winter. Uh, to break out mm-hmm. to San Diego for February was dope. Um, dope, dope conference supporting a grant that we got to explore victim compensation uh, for people who are injured. They're, they can, they're eligible for some moolah, right? But typically black people don't get it. We're trying to figure out why. Um, and so we were in San Diego kind of putting our heads together around this grant. And one of the women that's on my team, um, her, she's Ukrainian. Uh, her mother still lives in Ukraine. Um, and while at the time they weren't anywhere where they were close to fighting, still thinking about evacuating, obviously something that's on her mind while she's trying to do work with us. Um, so this affects so many people. And and I didn't, I'm embarrassed to say that until this happened, I didn't know she was Ukrainian, right? I didn't, I never asked her about her background in that way. Um, and so yeah, this is this is far-reaching, far-reaching implications. Um, and like you said, you being even 
a couple of borders away, right? Like we we try and keep it light because we laugh to keep from crying, like we said. But yeah, I mean, I hope this doesn't increase in intensity at all or get anywhere near you or any of my peoples. Hey man, I am worried. Okay, I'm worried. There's no laughing that. That is straight fact. I'm worried. Okay, because they're acting crazy. Worried <laughs> <laughs> for you. And I, and I hope it doesn't spill over, man. I really hope it doesn't spill over. Um, what the cool thing now that we're seeing, at least in terms of the status and the update of the war, is that um, we're seeing the Western countries starting to move and mobilize with a little bit of these sanctions, which was very difficult for them to be able to 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 move with. Um, you know, the the criticism was that the Western countries were not taking this as seriously as they should. And once it came truly knocking on their front door over the last four days, we've seen some very, very, very quick, quick, quick actions. Um, namely, Germany is now increasing its defense budget to 100 billion euros, which is unprecedented. They're busting the bank on that. A bunch of donations and uh, ships, plane, ships, uh, planes, crafts, uh, military, uh, military equipment, all of that is being sent over to Ukraine. Uh, for most accounts, it is turning out that Russia's an overestimated or underestimated the they underestimated Ukraine's ability to be able to defend themselves and their tenacity in being able to do that. So the war is not proving out as uh, quick as they expected it to be. Uh, however, at the same time, as of the recording of this podcast right now, Russia has recently commented that they are prepping their nuclear uh their, their nuclear defense section on high alert nuclear is on high alert nothing good follows nuclear i don't know if you knew that but what did you say yeah <laughs> i don't dude low alert non-nuclear is what i want <laughs> in general <laughs> man uh so it's yeah it's 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 a very it's a very tough and tricky and complex situation um as i alluded to earlier part of that situation is that people in the ukraine are 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 fleeing to the borders um we're seeing some racial discrimination at the borders people of color especially the nigerian population um folks of asian descent folks of arab descent are being kind of rerouted i'm not sure what the haitian population is like in the ukraine but they're there, what's been reported is that they're specifically singling out people of color, rerouting them. And so embassies of, of certain nations like Nigeria, there's a significant population of, of Nigerian folks in the Ukraine, are trying to reach out to the folks that are on the ground and give them um, clear directions on how to get out. But just the fact that that has to come into it, the fact that people are being turned away um, in favor of white Ukrainians and non-immigrants, um, regardless of citizenship, is just like why? Why you gotta? Why you gotta bring race into it? It's already a war. Why? Why? But, but race was always a part of the Ukrainian narrative, right? Now, before, if we're keeping everything a bean, before the war kicked off, the the far rightist movement within the European space had taken a very loose. Um, taken a very loose home in in Ukraine, where they were having these festivals, these um these Nazi festivals, which might be literally might be actually called Nazi festival, like Nazi festival twenty one. That might be the name of it. You know, very wow. Harsh. All right, well, <laughs> do not attend Nazi festival twenty one. Uh, instead, attend Cotton Fest, which was built by Ricky Rick in South Africa. Uh, hey, shout out to Ricky Rick. Rick. <laughs> inspired the fit Ricky Rick inspired the fit for today but um no so you those parts of the top those parts of the world are are quite racist when I was in Kazakhstan growing up in Kazakhstan a young just a young lad um which is also another peripheral former Soviet Union country in order to just be able to speak about in context right so it's somewhat comparable um I would I was the first black person that these people had seen before. You know, there would be times where we're going through the mall. We had to move with somebody because you would get harassed. You would get people staring at you. You'd get people touching you, people trying to touch your hair, people screaming different things people at you. People touch their hair in public randomly? Bro, there was a time we were supposed to go into a... We're, we're supposed to go into a... 
theme park, right? In the line of the theme park, in the line of the theme park, there was so much chaos around me being black in that line that we never made it in. We had to leave. We had to force our way out and leave. What? That's you were you were you were you were Prince, but <laughs> but just like just because of your skin color, that's crazy. Why Prince though? Like, and I'm not mad at you calling me Prince, but like, why is that the artist that goes to your head? Because many artists you could have called. Up. I wanted to pick one that that wouldn't that wouldn't feel bad. I wanted to pick one that you would feel kind of good about. But like, <laughs> because yeah, like getting that type of attention isn't always a, a positive thing. So I wanted to put a little bit of a positive spin on it. But that is that is messed up, and I'm actually sorry that happened to you. It's hard. It, it's impossible to process those things as a kid. Like you're, we're just out here like, what? Like even even as an adult, low key, sometimes racism sneaks up so quick into a situation that it slaps you across the face, and then it makes its escape. And now you're left there. Unless you have another witness to talk to, you're kind of like, did that just happen? Was that as racist as I thought it was? <laughs> Post-racist event confusion is a whole thing, dude. I don't know if, how much research is being done on that, but that question, was that racist? Is something that a lot of people <laughs> ask themselves after oh, something yeah. clearly was. Bro, man. So, something yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you touched on the students, though. Thank you. And touching on the people of color in Ukraine right now who are struggling to be able to get out. I know the South, Af the South African embassy specifically has... Um, has put into place some things for people to be able to reach out and is trying to get some of our folks out there. And I think other Africans can also try and hit that line. Um, yeah, man, that's that's important. And in the spirit of being able to highlight not just a singular thing, because there are a lot of wars that are happening in the world right now, um, there is, you know, we lift up Cameroon, Burkina Faso, uh, Algeria, Libya, Mali, uh, Mexico, Mexico, you know, uh, Nigeria as well as some in some particular parts. There's there's a few there's a few things happening in the world right now. So you know this this one thing also highlight that what is what these folks are going through to a certain extent. Some other people are living through terrible uh, realities as well. And with all that going on in the world, you know it can be hard to figure out what is our place in it. What are we supposed to do? We're trying to figure that out in real time um, because we do this show, uh, because we talk that talk. We are here to try and speak the truth that we can find on the situation. Um, but our, the truth that we can find, our truth, we invite other people to share their perspectives and their truths about these situations. Um, and we lift up love and a fist for everybody who's enduring the struggle uh, across the world, as my, as my brother said. Um, the skies are falling. The winds are calling. Stand for something or die in the morning. Let's go. I like that. Woo. Yes, sir. <laughs> it feels good to be in this part of the show, man. <laughs> it really does. Don't we've it? had to we've had to walk through we've had to walk through some difficult some difficult waters these last couple of episodes, man. So um we know this is y'all's favorite part of the show. We know that this is what a lot of people come here to hear us talk about is our take on la musica. Miles Xavier, if you don't mind sharing uh I'm gonna send you a Robert Glasper image if you don't mind sharing that for the folks have some technical difficulties on my side. However, yeah. We were blessed with so much music this week. So much music. Yes, sir. And man, I was, like I said, I was knee deep in this conference um, doing this work. I haven't been able to get to, to most of it. So I appreciate you for, for giving me the highlights, uh, you know, kind of setting me on a, on a path to have some amazing, uh, especially that flight back. Right. So appreciate you, brother. Checking out this Robert Glasper. Um, man. Like this is, this is, I think I always go uh, from the first time I heard Robert Glasper and what he was doing, the way he was infusing hip hop and, and, and funk into, into jazz. I always, I was like, yes, please more for show. But I think that also put like a high, high, high expectation on what I wanted from, from his projects. Um, 
and I try to not have expectations when I go in and to listen to, and to music. Um, but it's hard when you know somebody is so talented. And yeah. And this one is one where I definitely, um, I was, I've, this is the most satisfied I've been off first listen of a Robert Glasper project. And it's made me want to go back with an ear and listen to some other ones. Um, there's definitely albums that have grown on me. Dinner Party grew on me a lot. Um, but this one, from the first time I, from the first time I heard it, I was like, I was satisfied. And um, I just feel so good. Robert Glasper is leading, uh, Robert Glasper is leading the, the jazz scene right now, especially the, the modern contemporary jazz scene. And if, and we can debate if we want to about who else occupies that seat. But when it comes into genre blending, when it comes into being able to find that perfect middle ground, I think what he did on Dinner Party was fantastic because Robert Glasper is a, a jazz genius. This is somebody that was chosen to, uh, to, to do the, the latest Miles Davis album, Everything is Beautiful. And he bodies that, bro. He bodies that. It's so they picked the right person to, to be able to step in with that. Because Miles Davis was all about fresh, um, a fresh sound was about what's what's now, what's hip, what sounds good, what's soulful, and I think Robert Glasper, Robert Glasper encompasses that quite well. And so on this Black Radio three, following after dinner party, <laughs> following after dinner party, I think Robert Glasper is trying to make a particular statement regarding how wide he's able to reach in terms of contemporary music and still holding some key jazz elements and some key um uh just a uh, musical mastery this is this is the front runner for that for me right now and i i wish i knew more about the his his formula and his process because the production the arrangement has always been there right this man is a master at putting together beautiful sounds um but on this one, the songwriting was on point, man. Mm -hmm. As I go through this album, more so than, and, I'm, and maybe that's what it the most for me. Um, to your point, it is it is showing his versatility. Um, he's a, he's super experimental in a lot of his other projects. The Miles Davis one is is super dope. Um, but I think this one is this one. I don't I don't know what it is, but the everybody shined on on this album. BJ the Chicago kid, Black Superhero is one of my favorite, like just vocal runs from him. Uh D Smoke on Shine. Like, I'm not the biggest D Smoke fan, but man, that one did it for me. We all know Yeba's talented, but the way she shows up on on over, like I could go Esperanza Spalding's voice on why we speak. I mean, this is just like yeah. He gave everybody a beautiful canvas to paint on, and everybody did their thing. And I, to me, this one just came together um, in the way that hit my ear in yes mode, for sure. What it sounds like to me is that everybody that was on here was like, this is a Robert Glasper album. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm showing out. I'm going to bring out the best that I have, and I'm going to show out with the best that I have. I'm going to keep the content on point, everything. I mean, even verses from Common, right? This is, if this, you cannot tell me this is not the best Common verse you've heard in a very, very long time. And he, and he bodies it, and he absolutely bodies it, you know? Um, same thing with India RB and PJ Morton on Forever. The 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 Yabba, bro, that Yabba track, that Yabba song. Yep, man, it's beautiful She's music. The one. She's the one. She's the one. If, and this is like when we think about what's Sunday music, not just Sunday music. Like this is music you can throw on at a barbecue, at a cookout, at on a Sunday, driving with the fam. This is this is good music that everyone is going to enjoy. Big facts, big facts. So yeah, man. Um, I gave him, I gave him some of my highlights. Uh, why don't you, why don't you share some of what were your standouts? Standouts that black superhero for sure. You know, Krizzle shows up. Killer Mike though. Killer Mike, I think. Um, I think Killer Mike held it down for, for this particular, for this particular album for show. Um, yeah, but over. For sure, yeah, but over uh, that music soul shot was music soul child was cool. Forever was cool. Um, Shine is also really dope. I, I really enjoyed this album. Yeah, man, 
same, same here. D, did you get a chance to give it a listen up on on your end? Uh, I think we were listening to it before we we jumped into here. So yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a uh, real smooth, dude. Um, uh, you know, if it, you know, if it don't touch your soul. I don't if the music don't touch my soul, I don't listen to it. But that was some shit. That was some, that was some good shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Um, I'm on the score of music rating, Mr. Miles Xavier, because over here we like to leave with a particular score. Um, where are you putting this Robert Glasper album, sir? I think I'm at a four point five, but I'm not mad at a five. I'm, I'm, I'm. I really, I really dug this. This is something that I would purchase on vinyl and keep at the crib. So this is, this is, yeah, this is high up there for me. Seems like you agree. Uh, Zway, uh, as my, my advisor, my, my poobah, um, you know what I'm saying? My, the, my, my spiritual guide, um, when it comes to the, the, the sultrier and smoother sounds spectrum, uh, for folks that really enjoyed this, what, what would you recommend? Other Robert Glasper projects and other artists maybe in the same vein? I'd re- I'd mainly recommend they follow the all the way live SoundCloud playlist because we drop those every week, baby. And if y'all want that sultry sound, we coming through with that sultry sound. If you want that, we got whatever you need. We got it, man. We got it. That, that's what I'd recommend. You don't skip a beat. Go right there. But you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Chestnut tones, the Sultan of sultry sound. Soiree Sundays for those who are in the know, on the low. You know what I'm saying? That's right, baby. That's right. It's real. When it's more than three AKAs that roll off the tongue, you know it's real. This my man is the real deal. He's been holding down the SoundCloud. Um, But how we rocking will return. It must. Yo, know, if you like, if you love this, check out uh, Terrace Howard. Um, if you really, if you really dug this, Terrace Howard is another person that's been playing with sounds, integrating hip hop, modern sound to some amazing music. So check that out too. Um, that's all I wanted to add. Back to you. Hey man, um, anything else that's the, you know we get a lot of music, so we like to be able to say pick out. Okay, this is something that's I've been running back to. What have you been running back to? What's in your rotation? What what do you what do you still find yourself dipping into? Man, I'm I'm still choosing favorites from that digital roses don't die that big crit. Uh, I've been doing a lot of running around, so I've been finding solace in some some smooth music. Uh, Gaze. G A Z E Sweetback, one song, but that's been that's been giving me life. Um, Aretha Franklin, Do Right Woman, Do Right Man. I've been on some some old, some slow, um, but also man that Dr. Dre, the contract, that Grand Theft Auto project, whatever that was, uh, the ETA joint, the scenic route joint. Um, there's a few joints, joints, joints on that Dr. Dre project. Uh, that's me. That's where I'm at with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On my end, man, just been running back to that cousin Stiz. Um, definitely that digital roses don't die is something that I've been uh I've been giving a, a good run back. A lot of that Adukenele gold for sure, you know, getting into my Afro beads, getting into that type of vibe. Um, keeping it moving like that. Yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta show you love again, 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 and lift up love for international music and sharing music. Um, you know, the Emma Piano Wave. I've been, I've been rocking that. That's been a lot of my background music, my study music, my shower music. So I appreciate you for putting me onto that. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to, to share sounds, to be able to, to be able to lift up love. Um, I'm gonna definitely be listening to some Ricky Rick, just in remembrance, right, in reverence this week uh that's all i got man i'm so grateful to be here definitely definitely and we do this every week for y'all man um and uh we do it because we know man we know oh we know you could be anywhere in the world um but if you are still hearing the sounds of, of hazelnut tones that's me chestnut tones that's my bro uh and birthday boy delante tay tay de la maravilla my guy you know 
Uh, yes, sir, man. Stick around, yo. Yeah, this is um, man. I'm really blessed to be here too. No, man, we're we're blessed to have you. We're blessed to have you, big facts. Uh, and 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 I feel blessed. I feel good. Um, it feels amazing to be celebrating, celebrating, to be celebrating life, to be celebrating how good it feels to be black. Don't it feel good, y'all? My favorite thing. And we hope that it feels good to be you. Look, eat something delicious. Hug somebody you love. Listen to Robert Glasper. Listen to Ricky Brick. Listen to all the artists that were influenced by Jamal Edwards. This is a space of peace and love and family and community and 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 light and 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 we out and we gone, man. So just just hug on yourself because we're not there to do it for you. But man, do we love you, Walter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. But is we live though? <laughs>